Cool. Yo. Yo. Podcast number five. I'm here. I kind of want to introduce myself because I never really have introduced myself in these podcasts. But my name is John. I go by Impulsive. I'm a painter, designer, animator, hip-hop head. And I started this podcast where I can interview dope people in Chicagoland and beyond. And today I'm with a guy who I want to read some words because I was listening to your music. Oh, okay. And these are the words that came to mind. Crunchy, rhythmic, melodic, omnipresent, slightly scary, textures, stompable, and glitchy. And I am talking about Spades from Chicagoland. He's a producer. I don't want to say what type of producer because I know sometimes producers are like, I'm not that. I'm this or you know yeah right so. i mean it's so hard these days to even like know what genre you are in bass music anymore i just say right. bass music because it's like not dubstep it's not glitch hop it's not neuro it's it's its own thing it's oh, bass music bass music but yeah yours is cool because when i was listening to it it was very like there was hip-hop flavors in it but then it got glitchy mm-hmm. and like just all the other words like, I was obviously big hip-hop influence yeah it was amazing but uh yeah i guess this is your chance to kind of introduce yourself um yeah, say what you want to say about who you I are. I mean, yeah. Full name, Joe Grothy, Joseph Grothy. Nice. Born July 7th, 1992. Okay, 90s baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, 90s baby. No, I mean, I just, yeah, I've been in love with making music ever since I was 13. That's when I first started playing guitar, and from then on just kind of traveled into every, basically every genre of music. I've, I, I can find beauty in literally every genre, so mm. I'm obviously found a home with with bass music electronic music because it's all me myself you know like right. having other band members is tough because mm-hmm. that's what i did in like my teenage years i was playing like metal hardcore music and i was a scene kid you know yeah like, <laughs> yeah yeah back in the mid-2000s and i like obviously i love that i would still love to play guitar in a metal band again but it's just older you get the harder it is to find dedicated musicians because you, know, you get True. lives kids jobs you know yeah all that shit Damn. Did you pick up the instruments yourself or was it your parents? It was definitely just kind of something I did myself. My dad played uh, keyboard a little bit, but my grandma, she was like a like a gigging musician. Like she Whoa. played organ and accordion and piano. And like, that's like, she played like weddings and funerals. And I mean, there's this like old... Uh, picture i saw was like a flyer from like back in like the 1950s of her like like come see nancy rasmussen like like playing accordion or whatever that's like, badass yeah, right did you get to meet to your grandma where like she was alive yeah she died when i was like 13 maybe though okay but yeah, she was like a second mother to me oh she it was, was almost like, like right when you were picking up the instruments yeah I, damn i didn't even think of that till right now no Tricky. joke it was kind of like yeah yeah I, I kind of wow it transferred to you I literally never even thought of that. Hell right yeah. Now. That's, that's pretty fucking awesome. Not even going to lie. Cheers um, to grandma. Yeah. Right. Yeah, man. Just started playing guitar. Like, you know, all the, whatever 13 year old boy starts getting into, you know, like the classic rock, ACDC, mm. Led Zeppelin, all that. And then, yeah, transferred into like metal just as like my guitar playing progressed. Like that genre of music is just, you know, more advanced styles of playing. Yeah. And got into Obviously, hip hop really big in high school. Shout out Lil Wayne! Hey. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> like I don't even know where I'd be in music if it wasn't for Lil Wayne. He has like inspired me in so many ways. Wow, crazy name drop actually. Because when I was younger, listening to Lil Wayne, because I was born in '94, so okay. I'm only two years younger mm-hmm. than you. But all the, like the school dances was like a lot of Lil Wayne. But at that time, I was always like a big underground hip hop guy. 
So I was just like, fuck the mainstream. Oh, yeah, sure. But when I listen back now, I'm like, damn, these are jams. I like these mm-hmm. songs. So Yeah, he had such like a, a giant catalog, too. That's what's so cool. He just had like so many mix, like the whole like, mixtape world. And, you know, like the mid-2000s, right. that, that got really popular. And yeah, I, yeah I, I delved into so much different kinds of hip-hop, too, throughout high school. And then, yeah, kind of all that, all that, that, the mix of metal music and hip-hop segued into me making bass music. And mm. like, I first started off like, before Spades, I had a project called Terrazega. Okay. Which is like when I first started getting into making it. And I, I played with like um like uh Gizmo Productions, like which was the precursor to Notion Presents, what okay. Austin Johnson did. I'd like play on a bunch of those shows back in the day. Play a lot of shows with uh, my homie Pandemonium. Shout out Dennis. <laughs> He's doing other things in music now, crushing it. But um yeah, I just started getting into into uh playing uh yeah it was just a bunch of like dubstep kind of shit you know like uh, you know the early 2000s or 2010s uh mm. kind of bass music sound all the skrillex yeah you know that whole world nice I, I stopped for doing music kind of all together from like 2015 to 2017 maybe like 2014 to 2017 did you stop producing but yeah. continue just to play just yeah. for yourself? Yeah, I even kind of stopped playing guitar for a point in time as well. And then I started playing guitar and producing, doing low-key. Mm-hmm. That's how I met you? Yeah, that's I joined low-key around 2017 probably. Played a lot of shows with them and yeah, made a lot of music. And then I, I started my Spade side project in like 2016 mm-hmm. maybe. And, but I never really did anything. I just like had this idea and it was like kind of sitting on the back burner, but then I started taking it really seriously, probably like late 2018. I was like, yeah, I really want to start like doing this solo project. Hell yeah. Really in the past like year and a half though, is when it's really kind of started to get serious. And I've been taking it very seriously and been getting releases on like a bunch of awesome labels. And yeah. I saw that. With a bunch of awesome people. With uh, Ganja White Knight on Heretic and then yeah. Divisions appeared on Headbang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was really fortunate to yeah be able to get um yeah my that single heretic out on uh subcarbon super super awesome That's label huge. i mean i love the ganja white knights they're a huge influence for me especially like 2013 2014 started like really getting into them and yeah it's just like just like kind of take a step back you're like whoa like it's awesome to be like releasing music on the labels of these people that you're like once looking up to and- insane because you could probably look back when you first started and like you kind of were just probably figuring it out and now yeah your music has been almost like affirmed by Mm -hmm. people that you have influenced the whole journey that's insane yeah 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 yeah, exactly it's like that yeah that affirmation sort of like it's it's getting respected by the people that i respect and it's like yeah it's it's a really awesome just like humbling kind of feeling Mm -hmm. because i've put countless hours into producing music just like sitting like 12 hours a day literally seven days a week just slaving in front of the computer trying to figure out how to how to work ableton how to make yeah. sound move how to create and design sound and you know it's it's the cool thing about it is it's a constant journey like i'm never mm. going to stop learning like every right. time i open up ableton it's like it's something slightly new happens something slightly different it's like oh man now i'm going to implement this into some of my future work. And that's what's so cool about electronic music is that like a producer, like learn an idea mm-hmm. they'll like catch on to, um, 
just like just a, a new like way to do sound design, a new implementing a, an effect in a different way, and that will like influence their next couple songs that they yeah. release or an album or whatever. And it's like it like kind of transcends in the next album, and they like take these new ideas, and you can like it almost like pinpoints like a period in time of like when they like learned this particular yeah. technique. At least like that's what I see being a music producer listening to other music producers. That's what I see. Oh yeah. It's funny because last time I saw you, I came over here. We were just talking about before the podcast, but Mm -hmm. we were talking upstairs and that was the first time I I actually like talked to you. Right. And I remember you were saying, you're like, yeah, in one of these songs I'm releasing, there's a sample that I flipped and changed the tempo. So there's like two different tempos going on at the same time. And I always remember that afterwards. I'm like, this guy's thinking while he's making his music. Yep. I remember that conversation. Um, yeah, I'm actually working on that song still. <laughs> I actually think I'm I'm not sure what I'm gonna do with it. It's I'm planning on having it on my next EP though. Nice. I wanna hear it. Yeah. I'm definitely oh, of excited course, to definitely. Hear it. I actually put a Yeah, see that's the thing. I don't know what I want to do with it. Actually, I just thought of a new idea of what I want to mm. do with it right now. Boom. Cause I had like three different songs basically. Cause what I've been doing lately when I make music is I I do a lot of stuff in like the same key or like close enough keys. I can like transpose shit real easily. Mm. And like a lot of it's the same tempo. So I'll, I make two songs at like separate times and then Mm. I've been figuring out how to combine them into one song. So I'll have like, Mm. and I like use elements and like sounds from each to like kind of blend it all together and like mend it into like one piece. Yeah. It's like, I've been so good. Like I can make like intro build up drop in out and then I'll do that with another song and just combine them into one. Now I have like two different drops, two different like, it's, it, it can sound like the same idea because, right. you know, it's all my sound design. It's all the way I'm phrasing and doing things. But it's like, now I just had that idea with that song. Instead of just doing two, I'm just going to make it three. Mm. I'm just going to take three songs and combine it into one wow. now. I got two questions based off that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what Divisions was, right? Divisions was like the blending. Yeah, the whole album or the whole EP. Every single yeah. one of those songs was right. yeah two in one. So then my second question was, did that happen over time where you like, intentionally making everything in the same keys because you're like, maybe I can fuse mm-hmm. these or were you just like, wait, I can actually fuse these because they're in the same key. It, the first time it ever happened was when I was working with Tyler Chroma on our relinquish relinquished EP. And, uh, we were struggling, like getting one of the songs done and we had like these two ideas, but mm. one was in the key of F and one was in the key V. So that's only half step away. And they were like relative, like close enough BPMs. Like one, we originally started at 77. The other one's like, 80 i think so we just met in the middle ground we did like 78 or 79 bpm and then changed the key of one the one that was in e to f Mm -hmm. and i was like dude these songs are close enough we could like just make it into one song and boom it's done yeah or like yeah so we literally dragged an entire other ableton session inside of one dropped it in opened it up and there was like (laughs) literally like 200 separate audio and like midi tracks it was like it just looked like such a mess but we're like fuck it we gotta do it let's just yeah. get it done with and like we'll have a finished product it's gonna be a lot of busy work it's gonna be a lot of sorting and you know it right. feels like hoard like hoarding almost yeah but yeah we got it done that was the first time we did that and i was just like man like why didn't i think of this before like i have so many half songs that are like mm. you know same keys like let's just i'm just gonna do this from now on or not just other songs i finished in different ways but i just been finding that as like a really cool way to like have two very different ideas like first drop, second drop, but both good, both, you know, that you can take elements of each part and kind of introduce them into the first half of the song, the second yeah. half of the song, and like make it all one thing. Because I I don't personally like the first drop is the same as the second drop yeah. type thing. Like, 
Switch it up. Yeah, switch it up. It, it, it works with some songs. If like you know that first drop is fucking slamming, but like it's it, you know it's at the point where I personally feel as a producer that you can like have enough ability to you know switch it up in, into the second drop or even just losing that like uniform style of idea of like oh this song needs to be intro build up drop intro yeah, build up drop yeah. because the formula mm-hmm. it's it's tough because so much of this music is DJed and like you need to have it in a formula so mm-hmm. that it can be played out live because there's like a it's there's kind of like a uniform fashion in the true. way that you know you you make music and perform it live that's very true there's like something I want to ask about when you combine the songs and then you you finally get through everything sorting it out organizing it do you keep any leftovers or scraps like and if you do how do you do that do you like kind of open up your another project, drag the scraps mm. in there? Because it's hard to kill your baby right? when right. it was so good at the first moment. There's been a few times where I have, like, you know, go file, like, duplicate, mm-hmm. like, duplicate the entire session and then just delete out all the stuff and, like, those other elements I'd, I'd never really end up using as much as I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just, like, kind of recreate a new session inside of that duplicate right. with, like, drag it down back to bare bones then build stuff around it i've done that a couple times yeah i i reuse a lot of the same sounds like because it's so cool i mean it's just so endless like what you could do with a single sound that you make and then you could like put it back through samplers and then like Mm. stretch waveforms or whatever there's just like an endless amount of shit that you could do to like take one sound and make it sound like 30 million different things If I really like one sound, I can just simply reutilize it in a different fashion. Especially when you're learning all the time. Yeah. Like, oh, this is going to work for that thing I worked on two years ago. Exactly. That's what's so cool about electronic music. It's like so vast. Like with, you know, like bands, like guitars and stuff, you're like, you're you're kind of only able to do like what you can physically do on Mm -hmm. the guitar. And it only is going to sound one way. I mean, aside from like tones and whatnot, but with a single sound, you can just do so much more like yeah. inside of a doll like stretch it and just you know manipulate and use samplers and whatnot to just create literally something completely different it's insane it's insane i've lived with a couple of producers and like i've just always brushed shoulders with producers mm-hmm. in the Morflow community shout out to hey. them um but it's so cool seeing the techniques of people especially there was one time we were in like some like cabin up mm-hmm. in the mountains in Colorado. It was kind of like an artist retreat, but it was also a party the whole weekend. Oh, nice. But I was lucky enough to sit in the room with uh, Mersive. And then do you know Calvin Hobbs out in Colorado? Yes, I know, I know the name. He's always just doing his thing, whatever. He's got like his own style. He's the one I lived with, but I never really was around Anderson at all. Okay. But that was like, I got to kind of sit there and watch them like collaborate in real time. And it was just so cool because it wasn't like, I've like sat down on drummers and guitarists mm-hmm. and everything. And it's kind of like, all right, we're in this key gets quieter there. But with Anderson and Calvin, it was like, oh, wait, what'd you just do that? How'd you chop and screw that? And then Calvin's like, I did like all these effects on it. Immersive's like, I don't know how you did that. And I was just like, <laughs> it was a blessing to sit there and watch because yeah. like, who am I? I'm just- Yeah, that's the other great thing is like being able to sit in with another producer and like learn from them because like everybody has slightly different techniques mm-hmm. and it's just so cool to be able to sit down and like, that's why I love collabing with other artists as well is like you- one, make really awesome music almost always because you're like combining the two styles into one, mm-hmm. but also you end up learning so many new techniques and so much like, like, yeah, just like brand new elements that you can then create. And then that's kind of like what I was talking about earlier when you like, how you have like for a certain amount of time, a certain amount of uh, like 
techniques that you use in a song yeah. that influences like your body of work for that amount of time. It's really influenced by other artists as well. And True. You can't really do that with like, like, you know, like Dua Lipa and like, mm -hmm. uh, like Ariana Grande could like sing on the same track together or whatever, but it's like still not the same as if like, you're, you're not going to see like a guitarist featured in like another band's so right. like song really, you right. know? That's very, uh, it is weird because when you're a producer, you have, you're like a scientist and you're like, this mm -hmm. is my formula. And you're like, they're like, this is my formula. And you put it together. But for your collaborations in the past, has there been some that have not gone smoothly? And how do you communicate with that? Because sometimes you are like, this sounds good, but they'll be like, eh. or like if there was any tension in the collaborative process, what's something that you do to remind yourself to like, see what happens almost. I haven't haven't really had any like unsuccessful collaborations ever. There's been a few songs where like we've made stuff and it's never been released. Um but we've always like made dope stuff still. Like I had a collab with Mythum in the works and we just like we kind of both felt like it became dated mm. and like it was like, eh, we're kinda of both doing different things now. Like it's not really worth it to release this. Um I mean, I've made, I don't know, a dozen plus songs at this point with Chroma, and like we butt Thick. we butt heads a lot. Thick. Like, I've been, uh, I was listening to a few of them. Yeah. Thick. We got a another one that's coming out on Bass Rush. I don't even know. Can I say? Yeah, I'm sure I could say it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, we got a, a single coming out on the next Bass Rush compilation, I think, in May. But yeah, I mean, like we butt heads when we like make music, but it's not like a negative thing it's more just like we both have like very personal artistic choices and it always mm -hmm. ends up like coming to this middle ground of something that's like this is the best like option because yeah. it's just like we like force each other to be like no no like but like this but like this but like this and like that's just like a natural part of the process and like me and him are like brothers so it's not like mm -hmm. a negative thing you know it's just like a we need to make this right because we're yeah. both very passionate about what we do um yeah i mean yeah for the most part i only collab with people that i know like mm -hmm. it would just go real smoothly like Smol, he sent me a collab. He's out in Denver, right? Uh, no, he's in uh, Alberta in Canada, oh. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, damn, okay. Yeah, he sent me a collab. He's like, yo, man, love your music. Like, what do you think of this? I'm like, yo, this is sick, and it's going to be out on Headbang Society as well next Tight. month. Another one. Yeah. Um, and that was just, like, really cool. He sent me, like, a really dope idea. It was basically like an intro build-up first drop type thing, and I took it, and I was like, yep, let's go. Like, I'm all about this and got it done, and pretty quick amount of time it's really dope tune i'm really stoked with how it turned out but like yeah i mean i don't really think there's ever been many collabs that like there's always like a bunch of shit with like kyle and banco we'll like fuck mm -hmm. around and make songs like hip-hop beats and stuff and then yeah. just like goof off and like rap on you know like we know <laughs> it's not going anywhere oh my god yeah shout out Bless shout out <laughs> shout out young 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 colin and uh and benny they're c fucking crushing the game right now. Like it's funny because I met them in Colorado, but we're like both from Chicago. We're like, oh, you're from Chicago. Oh yeah, like, damn. Yep. I I mean, yeah. They used to live like right right down or the, was that Belmont or Diversity? I don't know. Yeah, it was Belmont and and uh, yeah, wherever she is in Lakeview East. We used to have a bunch of cra crazy crazy nights over at their place, making music and partying and whatnot. And 
Yeah, I mean, I've worked on so much music with them, but we've only released a couple songs together. We have a whole EP in the works, actually. Okay. If you listen to their newest, uh, Fucks With It, Fucks With It, Fucks Whatever, uh, <laughs> they're... Uh, Snoich on Wakan, right? Yes, yeah, Snoich just came out on, on Wakan, um, but they're, uh, they're, they're Fucks With It uh, mix that they just did three of the four songs from our new EP are on okay. there. And yeah. It's like I, I'm I'm all about collabing with people. I love it. I think it's like the coolest thing of electronic music. It's mm. like that ability to blend two minds and two you know ideas into one. And right. It's like so vast what you could do too. It's like I I, I want to like step outside and even collab with like like pop music. Like yeah. Oh yeah. Producers or singers. Actually, I I have a something I'm working on right now with this one singer from somewhere in Canada. I can't remember where she goes by rune who is rune. She's super talented. Like her last EP that she came out with was like some of the best pop music I've ever heard. It was like Ellie Golding meets like, I don't even know who else. It was very Ellie Golding vibes, but like better in my opinion, (laughs) more, more like what I'm into, like what I want to hear out of pop music. Super impressive. But yeah, I'm just like really trying to expand my horizons now at this point, like Mm. trying to make good music. Like, the quality of it yeah like yeah. kind of step outside like the oh i just need to make like this like dark bass music like heavy mm-hmm. you know that all the all the uh adjectives that you yeah. had described in the beginning like right. yeah obviously a lot of my sound embodies that but i do want to start making like beautiful melodic music right. as well and like start making you think of different adjectives when you hear my music and not just True. only one kind of thing right 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 that's cool yeah because now you you lurk in that realm mm-hmm but now you're setting your own space and figuring it out. It was yep. cool with all your collaborations and you wanting to do that. You create that network. So say you want to tour in Canada, your girl will be like, yo, I know people that book. And then you automatically have people there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. It's, I, yeah. The internet is so cool for that, man. Like, yeah, you're just, it's like an endless possibility of like who you can work I on. I feel the same with. way about this. Mm-hmm. The podcast is so cool for me because we're going to have this podcast together. Right. A year from now, I'm going to see you headline in places and doing cool things. <laughs> sure. I'm like, that dude was on my podcast. Like, it's so cool. And then like other people are like, oh, you have, you're having, I have a lot of bass friends in mm-hmm. my hometown too. They're like, oh, you're doing spades? What the fuck? I have questions from them for you and oh, stuff. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So it's Dope. cool to like the building the network yeah. with your own like, vehicle you know it's Mm -hmm. not like you're building a network for somebody else at a convention to sell cigarettes you're a producer you're like using your thing you love to do right exactly yeah and just yeah that that ability to like like even when i'm working on a track with a dude from you know small and i've been can't in alberta like i've never been there yeah he's never been to chicago but because like of the internet we literally now have a song that we're releasing together i think that's so cool like there's been no other time in history that people have ever mm-hmm. been able to do that so easily too because uh hip-hop's not like that i mean i rap for so many years and i i'm still rapping but mm-hmm. i'm not taking it seriously right now but there's not that like bridge unless you're popping off already but like i find with rappers in chicago it's like this is our thing that's that we're doing that's it mm-hmm. but bass is just everywhere yeah everywhere. i mean music will forever have that clickiness aspect to it and some cities are worse than others i I mean a big part of why i'm moving out of chicago and going to denver is because it is so clicky here and Mm. i feel like there is no good local scene right which is unfortunate because chicago is like the you know second 
well, technically third biggest city in the U.S., but mm-hmm. second biggest like city, like metropolitan, because L.A. is just like a big spread out suburb. It doesn't have like a city vibe like the way mm-hmm. New York and Chicago do. But right. yeah, a big reason why I'm moving to Denver is because I, there's so much local community and like the, the the local scene is like thriving and the music is really, especially for bass music, it's mm-hmm. really appreciated there. And I, yeah, I need to like immerse myself in that and be like, you know, it's like, you know, back in like the, 1800s or you know when they're doing like the gold rush mm. i feel like it's like mm-hmm. a similar thing to that but with music like everyone went out west everyone went to california and like the, you know strike gold and you know yeah. get rich like that's like me going to denver is like strike gold and get rich right you know i'm like i, I it, it's just so thriving and alive out there and all my friends have moved out there like my main mm. network of people now that i'm talking to on a regular basis like they all live out in Denver now. They're all originally yeah. from here, like, uh, and they all have all gone out there, and they're all doing huge things, like you know, Chiron Ky- Banco, Chroma, uh, you know, list goes on and on. But like, yeah, yeah, I, I just I've been going out to Denver for four years now since Ben moved out there, Banco, and been literally going like every other month, just nice. like working on music, you know, Hell enjoying yeah. the the atmosphere and the and the the nature aspect. I love too, you know. Mm. I'm really, really excited to, to finally be out there and just, yeah, just just do my damn thing finally. Yeah. I feel like it's the, it's the right place for it. I love it too because, like, I'm grateful to know, like, a decent amount of people you're about to be brushing mm-hmm. shoulders with. And they are all, like, I got to sit in the room with Mercive and Calvin. Like, a younger John would feel weird being like, these guys are like fucking mercy. Sure, yeah. Like, but they're just they just they're just good guys. Like, they're all good guys. They're all business minded. Like, everybody you talk to will give you their time of day to hear your project out. It's not just like, oh, this is what I'm doing. So I'm really stoked to see what happens out in mind with Mind Warp, right? Yeah. Name drop, Mind Warp. Warp yeah. Tank. Yeah, Mind Warp is. I I, I cannot compare it to anything else that i've ever really seen mm-hmm. as far as like what a management like a management agency does or what you call it as far as like what management does for artists they're like really doing something on another level and like them getting like their new warehouse space and having like a bunch of different like studio rooms for yeah. people to work on music and getting the screen press there to like make make shirts for everybody it's like everything is done in-house and it feels yeah. like an incubator and like yeah. all the artists go there and meet up and it's like this like it's like a magnet. It's mm. like, you just like, it's mm-hmm. so awesome. And like what they're curating, what they're doing is like, nobody else is really doing that. And everybody that goes there, everyone that knows them, everybody that knows the artists of the people who work with there, like, I want that. Right. Like, this is awesome. Right, this is right. something special. And yeah, it's another big reason why I'm going out there. Like, it's just like super dope. Just, yeah. I mean, there's so many awesome artists getting onto Mind Warp now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it just feels like. It's fun. Yeah. It, it's, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, that's like, that's, it's just like, it's cool. It's like, it's like a startup, like a tech startup, but for like music. And it's, I think that will like set a precedent for like what mm. other people are going to do in the future. It feels like a crew almost, yeah. you know, it's like. Oh, definitely. Definitely a collective. Like a lyrical lemonade, but like yeah. mind warp. You know? Right. It feels like that. It's cool. It's like, and all the artists like have the ability to collab together. Actually got a collab with Mersive in the works. Nice. That super stoked on. It's going to be huge. It's going to be like festival, just like banger. Nice. Like it's like, it's huge. Hopefully, it'd be cool to get it done by the summer. I know that he's super backed up. I'm super backed up myself, but maybe maybe t- uh, 2020. Uh, I think I think we'll be able to get it done. Yeah, and once you're out there like, too, there'll be four or five more made in the time while you're just chilling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Even like, yeah, I mean, obviously the music aspect is huge as to why I'm 
you know, going out to Denver, but just like the quality of life, mm. <clears throat> excuse me. And like, just like, yeah, being out in like that nature and like go, being able to go to the mountains and just like get away. And then like, they got like snowboarding, like, like oh, here in Chicago, like when it snows, like you're fucked, yeah. you're sitting inside your house, oh, yeah. freezing your ass off. And like, there's just like, it just feels like there's nothing to do. It's just like being here in the Midwest, it just feels like it's lended me to a life of just living inside yeah. and like doing inside shit. And I'm like, I'm a person that needs to be outside. I right. need to be active, especially while I'm in my twenties still now. And like in my thirties, like when I'm able-bodied and I'm, I mean, hopefully, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be able to still be able-bodied into my forties, fifties, sixties, whatever. Yeah. But you know, while, while, while you're young and still, you know, really able to do shit before the the joints start creaking i want to be able to snowboard and skateboard a bunch 100%. still and like it's that there's so many amazing skate parks out there there's so much awesome snowboarding so i'm like it's you know i need to utilize the that space for for when i can you know oh yeah best ex, 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 excess it oh yeah that's how i felt too and i because i only i lived there for exactly one year oh okay every day was sunshine mm-hmm. if you smoke weed you can go smoke weed if you want to just like that Food, the healthy food options was really big for me. The only thing I hated about living there was my family was here. So that's True. why I came back for just a little bit yeah, longer. All my family is here. So Yeah, that's the only thing that ever like hindered it for me. But I'm not going to stay in Chicago for much longer no. either, just because I feel the same way. And I don't know if, I, I mean, I, I know I'm going to stay in Denver for a good amount of time. Is it like my, my final, you know, nesting area? I don't mm-hmm. know. I can't say that. There's other places I love. Like I love Southern California. Mm. Even just being in Florida. Like I loved Florida too. Like down yeah. in the Keys. You and, like the warmth. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Warm weather and beaches, man. And just yeah. I thrive in that. Like I got that I got Raynaud's disease, which is like your hands and your feet turn like white and go numb. And like if it's cold, yeah. Like it happens super easily to me. Even like starting at like forty degrees, like Really? Yeah, I don't know. It's Damn. a it's like a it's passed on from generation to generation. Um, and it's just like nothing you can really do about it. It's just like weird circulation into like the ends of your toes and like being in cold weather. I just like hate that. It's mm. like, so it's nothing more than like just aggravating. It doesn't really do much, you know, yeah. it just kind of sucks. But like, I mean, I'm sure I'll run into that problem in Denver too. Cause it gets cold as shit there as well. But like, eventually I want to be in somewhere where it's like warm all the time, you know, right. like Southern California or the winter's not too bad there. No, Which no, it's really not. Bad. I mean, minus the fucking three feet of snow yeah. that they just got. And, but no, it's nothing, nothing is quite as bad as here. Well, actually, that's a lie. Minnesota <laughs> is even worse than here. Oh, yeah. I live there too. Yeah. But I actually have some questions for you, mm-hmm. some producer questions from the producer homies. It's not in this thing, it's over here. Um, okay, here's a question for you How do you finish music faster? <laughs> that's actually really funny because I have this conversation with Chroma all the time about finishing music. Cause that's something that's really hard for both of us to do. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm doing now. I, what I do so much with making music is I just open up a new project and make something. And like so much of me being hyped on making music, I'm going to keep doing it, is the fact that I made a new song and I'm like yeah. really hyped on the new thing that I just made. So I like, keep making shit but in doing so i always have all this half finished stuff yeah what i'm doing now is literally not opening up a new project or doing anything until the 
songs I already have halfway done are finished. And I, I treat it like busy work. Like mm. the day at the office when it's just like, oh, we have to do our spring cleaning, you know, like clean off all your desks and throw away all the old trash and whatever. It's that mentality of just like, fuck, got to do this, don't want to. Yeah. But it's just literally just like grind and get it done and just mm-hmm. like treat it like like work. Right. Because it is. If you want it to be your work, you need to treat it like it is. 100%. And so many people are like, oh, but, you know, I want music to be a fun thing, whatever. Like, it can be fun, but, like, mm-hmm. the more serious you get about it, you have to, like, grind and, like, you got to you gotta put in the hours, the late hours, you know, stay at the office late to, to get shit finished because oh, it's, yeah. it's tough, but you just got to just start going through the steps. It's like, you know, if I told you, like, oh, you got to walk back home now, you'd yeah. be like, oh, fuck. But yeah, if you had to do it, you know, once you get halfway, you're like, oh, it ain't so bad. Yeah. And then it just starts with one step and then you just, you just have to do it. True. Same kind of mentality you have to be in. Yeah, that discipline. Like once you get those reps in, then you can do mm-hmm. that in the future way quicker. That's a good answer. I like that. Just do the work. Yeah. Just start. Just start. Yeah, you yeah. can't bypass shit. People like to bypass shit. Oh, yeah, because it's so hard. Like it's it's more daunting to think about doing the thing than mm-hmm. just to actually do it. You know, Always. Fear is always worse in here. And once it's actually happening, you're like, all right. 100%. Yeah. You just say, yeah, just like fucking Shia LaBeouf said, just <laughs> just do it. Shia LaBeouf. I think oh. about that. That shit lives rent free in my head. I just Shia LaBeouf <laughs> the whole time. Oh. Come on, yeah. blend these two songs <laughs> straight up. Yeah. Uh, here's another one for you. Favorite way to make distorted basses. O T T. O T T. Period. That's it. O T T. Straight up. Just well, yeah. Just hard clipping. And and OTT and just br- just break just break the rules straight up. That's mm. the best thing I could tell you. Mm. Just just yeah, soft clip everything and then just distort the fuck out of it and, <laughs> and boost EQs in weird places. But OTT like over the top compression is that's that's seriously that's that's it. Okay, all right. I'm not a producer. I mean, I mess in Ableton. OTT is over the top compression. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. When I, if I ever go to producing, I'm coming back to this podcast. You take three separate, you split like an e, a full EQ spectrum, the three separate bands, and then it matches the mm. the output of all three of those separate okay. bands. So like something's only like a low frequency, it'll match the higher frequencies to that, and like it'll give you like a full spectrum sound. Oh. And it's just like if you put like ten on in a row, it just like makes this crazy. Like Damn. that's how you start distorting shit. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's huge. I can like see it a little bit. Drum techniques. How about your drum techniques? Layer snares. Like, I seriously layer like four or five snares in every song. Like, the, the biggest compliment I always get from producers, it's so funny. that I always like, dude, your snares, your <laughs> snares. And it's because it's I layer literally four or five. Mm-hmm. And I do it in like all these complex ways. Or like on the two and the four snare, there'll be other ones. And then it's like, some have longer reverb tails. Some mm-hmm. are, it's, it's really, yeah, getting heavy transients that punch through the mix. And, uh, yeah, really just, like, make sure the drums are pumping hard through the mix. And, like, concentrate on, like, even, like, the simple things you wouldn't even notice in drums. Like, if there's, like, a hi-hat and a crash and a ride all hitting at the same time, like, f- put fades on the on the ride in the hi-hat so the kick can still come through mm, okay. really nicely. I do all my drums in audio as well. That's the other thing I like. A lot okay. of people use drum racks or like MIDI. I Everything is audio for my drums. It's all laid out on 
separate audio channels. Mm -hmm. Make it easier to mix later. Yeah, I personally think so. It's kind of like, what's that saying? Six uh, to one, a half a dozen to the other, whatever. It's, you know, it's whatever what you're used to at the end of the day. But me personally, I'm very visual. I like to see everything laid out in a row. I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, that's that hi-hat. Boom, I could go right to it. And I know, like, where's what? And I don't have to, like, open up, like, drum racks and then go inside of something and then pre set something to pre-fader yeah. or post-fader or whatever it's just everything is just like right there in front of me and yeah you can just that's a big thing is like letting like a lot of people use side chaining to do this technique but mm-hmm. i prefer to use like fades because sometimes i like to do it a little bit less on one than another depending right. on on what so i just like i fade everything out the way so the kick and the snare just punch through the mix mm. and everything else kind of shoots out of the way real quick while that happens right just in that little instance giving that too. sonic space for everything to, to sit right you know like EQ out all the low ends of all like your snares. Like you don't need really anything less than like, I mean, depending on the, you know, it's all personal artistic choice at the end of the day. But like for me, like 200 Hertz, like none of my snares, like I roll everything off at okay. 200. Like okay. nothing really punches lower than that. Cause that's other sounds fit in there in the mix. Right. It's like stuffing a bunch of, it's like playing Tetris almost. Mm. Like, like if you want to like really have everything sitting like flat and nice so you can get that line so you know drop in tetris same sort of thing with making music everything has to fit inside that box or like you're going to a music festival camping mm-hmm. you know you gotta fit all that shit inside your yeah. fucking car oh my god you making music is kind of the same way as like this there's an art to to having everything sit together in the right place right even i do that with my podcast editing of the sound i'm like looking at the EQ, mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, their voice is popping here. What's my voice doing there? And yep. it's only just starting to kind of become visual for my brain to like create with it. Mm-hmm. That's good though. I, I like the, instead of sidechain, maybe fade. Mm-hmm. Cause I was always told from like hip hop producers, like sidechain, like sidechain. Yeah. That's, I really started getting out of the idea of sidechaining everything because of Kenny Beats, like hip hop yeah. producer. Yeah. And he doesn't sidechain anything anymore. And if you EQ stuff right, you don't really need to sidechain number one. And also using mm-hmm. that fade technique is just like, you're doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's like physically the same action is happening to the sounds. So it's just a different way about going about doing it, you know? Because like you could take an, like an EQ, like a parametric EQ, and then you could like automate like the low end to, to roll up or roll down for like a low pass or high pass filter. Or you could just use like a auto filter, you yeah. know? Damn, so many different ways yeah, to do it. Same same thing, really, at the end of the day. Right. But it's just a different way about going about doing it. This is my last production question for you. Do you use sin compression a lot? Sin compression? I think sin compression, yeah. I don't even know what that is. Really? Is that like... I don't know. Sin compression. S-I-N compression. Sign compression? Maybe it is sign. Maybe he meant to say sign and he didn't have enough letters. <laughs> Was it typed or said to you? Yeah, it was typed in like an Instagram story poll. Do they use sin compression? I yeah. feel like I need to like, I want to like look this up. Is this <laughs> just something I don't know about? Am I not, <laughs> am I not aware of, of this? Yeah, that was the, all these questions are actually from my roommate. Um, and he does a lot of like Mr. Bill tutorials and everything. He's starting to release music all the time as well. But he was very stoked when I was telling him I was interviewing you. He's like, dude, ask him these questions, bro. Oh yeah, there's sign compression. I think that's what he meant to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess that's just basically what I was talking about the OTT. Like you could take a simple sine wave. Okay. And then, yeah, I mean, OTT is compression, multiband compression, and 
yeah, I mean, that's so much sound compression is what I'm, I'm making a lot of my bass sounds with. You can do everything from making a really fat 808 like mm. bass, like sub bass sound to making like a Nero bass sound. You know? Do you do that um, like all in Ableton or do you use what's the, the big one? Uh, I forget what it's called. It might start with an M. Like the plugin? I forget um, what it's called. I use a lot of plugins. You use a lot of them? Oh, yeah. I use a multitude of plugins. As far as compression goes, I mean, the the Ableton OTT, there's like, if you go to multiband dynamics inside of Ableton, the dropdown, there's literally like a setting called OTT. Okay. There's another one that Xfer made, the same people that make Serum. Serum, that's what I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Steve Duda? Is it Duda that made it? I think so. I feel really dumb for blanking on this right now. I'm pretty sure Duda made it, but um, there's he made one. So like, if you don't have Ableton, it's, I believe it's the same algorithm and everything, from what I understand. Um, but yeah, I've, I've just been using that that X for OTT as well to do a lot of the sign compression sort of stuff. But it's so cool. You could literally just open up Operator, have a simple sine wave, and start making like. A bunch of new sounds just by dropping a bunch of OTTs and start yeah. distorting stuff. Yeah, hell yeah, fuck yeah. Those are good questions. All right, now I have kind of more like everyday people questions for you. Awesome. That are kind of here uh, for it. You, the, I think the first section I have for you are like would you rather's. Mm-hmm. You can either do one answer replies or you can get deep into it if you want. Here we go. I'm so stoked for this because I, yeah, it's I'm I'm stoked. <laughs> would you rather collaborate with Anderson Pock or Tipper? <sighs> wow. <laughs> Wow. I mean, Tipper, just because. Mm. Interesting, dude. Yes, I was been waiting to hear. That's tough because yeah, Anderson Pack is, I mean, that would be so cool. I just. Yeah. He's on top of the world right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had so much. I've been listening to him a bunch again lately, like, you know, like three, four years ago when Malibu came out. That was like the only thing yeah. I listened to. And I've been listening to him a bunch again. But I mean, yeah. Dave Tipper is just like such a big influence on so many electronic, especially in like my like world of electronic music. Just like, yeah, that would, that would just be like an honor to be able to do that. Cause he does work collabs yeah. with anybody too. Right. So that, that's why it would be so cool. Yeah. That'd be a tough one. Tipper is that underdog or like low key, like Titan. Like he just appears and he, sells out three day shows yep. everything yeah, he is he is the goat straight up like For his far, sound design and just like his the phrasing and like the way that he just like writes super catchy heavy stuff simultaneously and it's all eq'd mixed mastered just so pristine yeah. perfect yeah wow <laughs> um all right would you rather party with steve-o or snoop dog snoop dog all right that was an easy one i was thinking the same thing would you rather play Wakan or Lost Lands? Wakan. Wakan. Well, actually Lost Lands because it's just like way bigger of a festival and like mm. the stage is there. It's like. Insane. Insane. Like obviously Wakan would be, would be cool because that's like more my wheelhouse music and Lost Lands is more like the like mm-hmm. heavier like rhythm and like excision-y type like, you know, that world of bass music. But like playing Lost Lands would be fucking immense because yeah, you're be like just like for like 20,000 people you know that would just be like unreal with a fucking dinosaur behind mm-hmm. you <laughs> yeah. skyscraper um would you rather be the villain or a hero in a marvel movie mm. hmm. 
I'd go with villain. Oh, okay. I kind of felt that. I, yeah. I don't really know you that well, but I felt <laughs> like you were going to say villain. Do you have any villains in Marvel movies that you aspire to be like? Um, not going to lie. I'm not really well too versed in like what Marvel or DC is. It mm. would be like the, the Joker. I mean, <laughs> I've, I've like, yeah, I've, that's Marvel, right? Not DC. I, I've never really known the difference. I never Joker's got too big DC. Into, oh, is it? Mm-hmm, okay. He's in Batman's world. Mm-hmm. I never really got too big into like, uh, that whole world of like mm. comics or anything growing up. Or right. Like, the, the extent of what I knew is like from playing like fighting games that had all yeah. those characters, you know? 100%. Same here. Um, next question for you. Would you, rather, would you rather be accidentally dosed with clean acid or clean ecstasy? Clean acid. Okay. It's happened to me many times. Really? Really? Yeah. I don't, I don't like ecstasy that much. Mm. I've only done it a small handful of times. LSD is just a way more beautiful right. experience, right, you know? Right, right. And yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely LSD. I feel that. I was accidentally dosed with dirty acid and we, che- we checked it the next day because then we got a drug test kit. We should have tested it before. Test mm, your drugs. Yes, test your drugs. But uh, if you're going to do that, if you choose to do that with your life. Right. Nothing wrong with it. <laughs> it was at summer camp and I, it was from someone I knew too. So I trusted it. Oof, that's why. That's the worst too. But we think it was laced with meth. So there was like, <laughs> there was like, that's, an, that's, there was like was an it hour. Was like a gel tab? It was a piece of paper. It was just like, whoa. Yeah. But when we checked it, it showed up as meth on the drug test kit and a couple other things. But the meth was like, we're like, that's meth. Whoa, sketch. But there was like an hour of us, like perceptions were gone. And like, I was just like an energy body. But then once I started to get back into my body, like this is what happened that scared me. We were by the vibe tent when the mm-hmm. vibe tent was still there. And there was a guy just like throwing hula hoops around people. Like people would stand mm-hmm. like this and he would throw them. <laughs> and when he would get it, people would celebrate. And then he came to me and did it. And it, he got it and he celebrated so loud. But I got so afraid and I like recoiled and I went to the ground. I'm like, I got to go back to the no. campsite. And that was the, yeah. I think that might have been like one of the last times I did acid because. Yeah, that. I mean. It's scary. Yeah, it can be, man. You dabble, dabble with psychedelics. I mean, I feel like every single person that does has a point where they like get the shit scared out of them. Mm-hmm. And like, it, I guess in like someone's world, that could be considered a bad trip. But yeah. like, is that bad? You know, True. Like, it like you find your boundary. Mm-hmm. Well, one, you find your boundary, and two, you like. It's kind of you know you get you like you meet your maker a little bit. You're a little right. humbled, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, and you're like I'm not big and bad. I yeah, get exactly. By a hula hoop. It's, yeah, <laughs> it, it. That's like what Joe Rogan always says too about like smoking weed and like people like get paranoid from. Him. He's like, is it a bad thing to be paranoid? Mm-hmm. You know, is like, is that what like is that like a way that you could like naturally be like kept in check to right. be like, does like stay like you know level minded and be Same. be a decent human being? I feel that way with marijuana because I get that anxiety, mm-hmm. but when I do smoke it and I like try to analyze those triggers. It get, it's like medicine. You get to see mentally what your mind is like. Yeah. Afraid of right there. Mm-hmm. It's my last would you rather for you. Would you rather play a sunrise set or a sunset set? Sunset. Sunset. I think, yeah. I, I love nighttime, mm-hmm. which maybe might be also what, what uh, made me sway to the villain over hero question because in my mind, like, the nighttime is like, more evil or dark mm-hmm. and like i've always been very attracted to like that like the dark side of things right 
you know, my music kind of displays that. And like that the going into nighttime is like, you know, it's like when all the, the ghouls come out, the yeah. ghosts come out and it's like, that whole like mystery like other toys aspect. light up you see the whole yep. festival grounds start to like and like i mean you've been at festivals before like you know saturday night and the sun starts to go down and everyone's just like howling yeah. starts screaming cheering you know yeah it's just, yeah i just love that it just makes it feel alive and like mm. like here we go let's do it and like that transition from like yeah i've always want to play a, a like a sunset set on a big stage that like so I can like curate it like perfectly yeah. to the time of the sun setting. Like I would literally, if I did that, I would like look up like where I am on that day, the yeah. minute that the sun sets. And like, I would literally make a set like perfectly uh. curated to the way that the earth is moving. Mm, the way, dude, hell yeah. That got me chills because <laughs> I went to Lollapalooza hella long ago. And unfortunately I got to drop the name cause he's the one who did it. But Bass Nectar, mm-hmm. he did that. There was a storm coming and like, I think he called an audible during his set because then he started playing Riders on the Storm and everybody was like, oh, let's go. That's so cool. Um, Rest in peace, Space Nectar. (laughs) Um, This is my second set of questions for you. And it's kind of like I say something, you finish the sentence. Um, First thing I do in the morning is... Turn over and (laughs) close my eyes for another 10 minutes. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Same thing kind of I usually look at my phone, unfortunately, trying to break that habit. Yeah, I was going to say that, but I've been trying to break that habit too. Yeah. Um, at, a can- at a camping festival, you can find me. Everywhere. <laughs> um, during my free time, I am. Fucking working on music or playing Fortnite. There you go. Okay, cool. Uh, my celebrity crush is. Where do I begin? Um, oh, my God. Come back to me on that one. Re-ask me that question in Meditate a couple minutes. Meditate on it. <laughs> yeah. If I could live anywhere outside of America, it would be... Germany. Okay. All right. Do you have German roots in you? I Yeah. Cool. Definitely do. Yeah. I've been relearning, or not so much relearning, but I've been learning how to speak German over the, really the past like seven, eight years or whatever, but really in the past like two years, I've been like really digging in and Hell learning yeah. how to speak them pretty confident with my my understanding and a little bit of the speaking the sentence structure is really weird in german it's very different than english so i can like hear all the words and like put it together like oh but it's like kind of like they kind of say the sentence structure backwards Mm. so it's kind of weird a little like spanish um my weapon of choice during a zombie apocalypse would be a bow and arrow yeah and you get unlimited and a bike everything okay oh only one (laughs) Oh, well, the bike's more so to be on because you can never run out of gas and you could go pretty fast. True. But, you know, pop. Yeah, because, well, arrows, you know, you can reuse them. Yeah. Yeah, it'd definitely be a bow and arrow. Bow and arrow. Maybe I'll have to include a second part of that. If you had one weapon and one mode of transportation, yeah, right. that's good because then that expands your world in that mm-hmm. setting. Last one for you. Oh, wait, no, just kidding. I think I have a couple more. Okay. My spirit animal is... A snake goose. <laughs> is that real? No. <laughs> okay. All right. You can do hybrids. We're in 2021. Is it 2021? Snake. Oh, goose. Somehow it's 2021 already. <laughs> no, my spirit animal would be a man. Probably like a koala. Those are pretty cool. That's pretty tight. Kind of chill. Oh yeah, marsupials with two thumbs. Mm-hmm. Um, favorite drink. 
Alcoholic or non-alcoholic? Either or. Either or. Um, favorite alcoholic drink is a whiskey sour with egg white. Okay. Definitely. Interesting. It's so good. Um, favorite non-alcoholic drink? Fucking water, man. Yeah. Literally, like, drink your fucking water, people. Oh, yeah. All the time. Like, I try to drink at least, I mean, bare minimum half gallon a day. But, yeah. like, I try to go for, like, three quarters of a gallon to... A gallon, depending if like if I'm working out more that day, I'll definitely drink more water. Mm. Day off, I'll drink a little less, but like around three quarters of a gallon, I'm drinking a day for sure. It's all about that longevity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have one more for you. If you were stuck on an island, what would be three albums you would bring with you? Hmm. Three albums I would or bring celebrity with crush. Me. My celebrity crush right now, yeah, Miley Cyrus. She's a boss. Dude, her she voice is, is intense. So fucking cool. Like <laughs> you watching Miley. No. <laughs> <laughs> I uh Yeah, I, I just think that she's dope as fuck. Um She survived. We talk about that, me and my roommates, about like uh child celebrities mm. and stuff when they grow up. Like obviously you can go off the rail and she kinda did, but maybe it was the media's way of making her be perceived that she was I off mean, the rail. I don't think she went off the rails any more than any other 20 year old did it's just like they expect right. you to be like a fucking angel when you're like a mega celebrity like yeah. that and like you can never do anything wrong like oh my god she smoked weed oh my god she fucking showed her fucking tits like what like i don't know yeah. it doesn't matter like people i don't know people like care about celebrities way too much man that's so weird the, the crazy like i don't really follow pop culture so that's kind of why i had such a hard time answering that question mm -hmm. and it's just so interesting how like people care about that, that shit so much because like the majority of like the majority of celebrities especially like actors or like other singers like i wouldn't even notice them if they were next to me yeah oh yeah like i i, I would I, I just don't know <laughs> you know i'm so ignorant to that yeah it's unfortunate i feel like uh people that don't really have much going on in their own lives live through the mm, celebrity story yeah it's like everything. a vicarious like sort of like fun and drama that they don't have so they try to live through theirs yeah definitely yeah. I, I could see that oh yeah um what yeah. was the, what was the other question three uh, albums oh, yeah. you would bring with you three albums i would bring with me definitely one first one's easy dark side of the moon pink floyd that's cool. my all-time favorite album like Hell i've yeah. re-listened to that so many fucking times it's in my opinion it's the best album ever made damn it's so good like that's a good one every song is in yeah I could I could literally have a whole podcast just about that album, but uh, and the other ones it would have to, so it's gonna have to be three different like very different genres. So that's like rock world or like you know guitar music world. Um, another really really important album that I would love would be like, oof. See, it's the crazy yeah. thing about this is like it changes so much, you know. Because yeah. like if you ask me this question a year from now, it might change, but right. like. Um, maybe like maybe one of Tipper's albums Broken Soul Jamboree might be really nice um, Future Sex Love Sounds Justin Timberlake would be Whoa. pretty fire yeah. too you know or like would like a would like a live great definitely like a live Grateful Dead album if that counts as an album. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, what is that? Uh, May 7th, 1977. 
or 78, whatever that was at uh, Cornell. They're like their most famous like live recording. That one, that album I would probably have just because I fucking love Grateful Dead. And wow. That's like literally if I had to choose one band to listen to the rest of my life, if they're like, you have to throw everything else away, it would definitely be Grateful Dead. Whoa. Um, cool. And then maybe my third would be Swimming, Mac Miller. Okay, tight. Yeah. That yeah. like that album is just like, man. Beautiful. Yeah, I mean, where I was just watching a bunch of Mac Miller uh, like live performances last night. And I was just like, man, he was like just getting into his own. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He fell it's off the map for me because uh, I grew up with him for that time in high school. And mm-hmm. then he started putting out more like kind of like druggy, like influenced music. And then... He came out with swimming, and I was like, "Whoa, what is this? Like, he's evolved into something yeah. else." It, it wasn't quite hip hop. It wasn't quite like soul R and B. It was like this like cool middle ground. He yeah. was like kind of tapping into like and definitely his own sound, but like a whole like genre almost. Yeah, it was Anderson Pack kind of hit that vibe a little bit too, with a lot of stuff on Malibu. But yeah, um, those are good choices. You got the Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, Swimming, and then like a Grateful Dead, mm-hmm. the, the the Cornell. Honorable mention, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, if you just, just, just to like throw in something completely different that like, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, there's probably <laughs> so many more too. Yeah, it's hard because you want to have like an instrumental one. You want to have some mm-hmm. with vocals. But like know. a Bonobo like album Ooh. would be really cool. Like Migrations is like D- my Dial life. M for Monkey or uh, Black Sands. Both of those like. Mm-hmm would be really awesome to have as well. Bonobo's one of my favorites. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, tight. So we're in the last leg. This is where you, what do you have coming for you in the future? You're moving to Denver. Where would you, where do you see yourself going with the project, like either festival-wise or like, you know, what are your goals? Yeah. This is your chance to like oh, man. say them out loud. My, my goals, um, definitely you know, start playing all around the U S getting on some tours with some big names, playing 10, 12 festivals a summer, playing electric forest, summer camp, Wakan fest, you know, all these awesome Mm. festivals. Yeah. Start getting on big tour. It's like doing the damn thing. Finally, you know, I finally feel comfortable like where the timing meets opportunity point for me. But the yeah the the preparation and the uh, timing coming into one and I'm like, have you been like sparring? yeah ready to do this yep like my, my I was in my I had a really good training camp and yeah <laughs> yeah exactly that's how that's how I feel um I'm yeah just trying to collab with as many artists as I can and just be really consistent with putting out music because that's been a problem for me it's yeah. like. I'll put out an EP, put out a couple singles, and then, especially like 2020, like I lost a lot of uh, drive at certain points to work on music, as a lot of artists did, and a lot of creative types. I I really made me learn so much of the driving force of me wanting to keep making music was the fact that, like, we were playing shows, or like my homies were playing shows, and it's like, yeah, you know, felt alive and felt like this community. And losing that, you you lose a lot of that drive to want to make music, but like, yeah, just keeping that consistency, keeping that mindset of like, mm-hmm. you know, that busy work, work hard. Like, it's not going to be, it's not going to be simple. But yeah, just keep working, treat it as a job if that's what you want it to be, you know? Oh, yeah, that discipline. Mm-hmm. Oh, true. Yeah. If you want to get paid and do that, you got to put in the hours. Yeah. You so get what you put in. So then you're that professional. 
there's a there's a quote that I have on my whiteboard in my room, and it says, "The will to prepare is or the will to succeed is nothing without the will to prepare." Ah, uh, bars. I, yeah, I like I that. I really fucking like that quote. Heard that from Chael Sonnen. I don't think I know him. Uh, he's a UFC fighter. Does a, his own like a little mini podcast thing now. I forgot. Someone said that to him. Some coach. Now yeah, the will to prepare or the will to succeed is nothing without the will to prepare. And I was like, damn, that's true. Like you have to want, you have to be in love with the process just yeah. as much as you're in love with the result. hundred percent. I've been learning that through fighters too. Cause mm-hmm. fighters, I love their mentality. When you like hear them talk, they're like, just stepping into the ring is like the biggest. Battle. Oh yeah. And I then mean, after that, it's like your preparation comes into play. That's something I love about working out too. Is like that discipline, like to wake up and go to the gym, work out and go through all those reps and push up those last two, you know, like that mentality you can then take into making music. You can then take yeah. into finishing those, whatever, all the work that you need to put in, all the art or, you know, all the like, you know, yeah, finishing what it is that you're trying to do is like you, you, you teach yourself that mentality and yeah. working out helps you just do that more naturally. Like, oh yeah, just, you just have to do it. Especially when you push your physical, like there's nothing more than like pushing your physical mind, but then it starts in the mental. Like well, yeah. Mind is like, what's pushing. Yeah, you. exactly. Yeah. And you, they, it's like a symbiotic relationship and then one helps the other. Yeah. When, when you're you, going you grow through, one, it's just, you're just going climbing through your 300 ladder. track layers. You're like, Fucking, <laughs> this is just like my benching or my burpees. Exactly. <laughs> um, 100%. Amazing. So we talked about where you're from, what you, I mean, your, how you got your name is already out there. Mm-hmm. You found a base or you found a playing card oh, on the literally ground. Literally a playing card on the ground, yeah. Yeah. And I just thought spades. I'm like, damn, that sounds cool. There's nothing to do with shades either. I get confused with shades oh. all the time. Like Alex Perez and uh yeah, Eprom. Not They're, bad. Uh, yeah, it's not the worst thing to get confused with. We definitely make pretty similar spades, music. Spades, shades, co-collaborative. Co- sh- sh- spade. <laughs> spades. <laughs> spades. Yo, back-to-back spades, bro. Sh- oh, spades, dude. Dude, I would love to see yeah. it, actually. I love Shades. Yeah, so good. So um, fucking talented. Wow. Where can people find you? <sighs> Pretty soon in Denver. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, every All my socials are slash forward slash uh, Spades Music Official besides Twitter, which is Spades US. But I, I'm more of a lurker on Twitter than a, yeah. than a user. Um, yeah, Spades Music Official for everything. SoundCloud, Instagram, YouTube. No, I don't have a YouTube yet. One day. One day. If uh, And probably my last question. If anybody wanted to collaborate with you, best way to do it, email, send something to your direct message. like how, Or maybe advice you would give to somebody because there's probably some gung-ho people that are like, yo, let's collab, but then they don't present themselves professionally. Mm-hmm. Well... Yeah, see, that's the funny thing is like me personally, like literally somebody could just like send me a literally like a message in like a SoundCloud, I don't care, Instagram. Like if I like, like I don't really, me personally, I don't care like how you ask me. Other people are like, oh, it, like I would, I want them to like email me and like there's definitely like a, there's a, there's an etiqu- etiquette to mm-hmm. it. Like definitely emailing somebody would be the best way and like yeah. a semi, you know, formal manner, as formal as you'd like to be and show them some of your body of work and right yeah i mean it really just comes down to it's like talking to people you know being a part of the community supporting the other people and it'll happen naturally True. you know collabs very as i see they very rarely happen it's just like 
somebody hitting up someone like, oh, yo, man, like your music, want to collab? It's like there's already some sort of like something that's created for the most part. But like me, I'm different. Like I, yeah. I'm very open to to collabing with other people. I'm, I'm not so reserved in that manner. I don't really, I don't really care how you ask me. Hit me up if you want to collab. Send some fucking music. Let's go. You heard it here first. And wisdom and nonsense. Yes, well, tight. Well, thank you for having me in your space. Yes. This was a good conversation. Yeah, we covered a lot. For real. Next one, I'll brush up on some UFC topics and things. We could go in and on that. Yeah, um, definitely. I'm all. I'm always all about that. I hope to see you in Colorado this summer. I want to go like on like a little road trip out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I can stop by the Mind Warp things. I want to hit him. Yeah, uh, of fucking, course. He, I think he goes by Tank now, right? He goes by Tank. Yeah, Taylor. Yeah. I want to hit him up, see if he wants to get on the podcast, and if anybody else would want to. So yeah, definitely. Maybe I'm. I'll see you there next. But if you made it this far, thank you for listening. Check us out everywhere: Spotify, YouTube, Apple, Instagram. Um, let us know what you think. All that jazz, support Spades, listen to his music. It's good workout music, very good workout music. And maybe in the future with his collabs, it'll be good melodic, (laughs) chill yourself meditative music. But yeah, thanks again for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We done did it. After a while, it took a second. I know, I know. But we got it. Hell yeah. Tight. That's a podcast. Okay.